Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Size of a garden hose, Lee. Mozzarella sticks that you could basically, you know, take batting practice with. You had three of 12, right? You guys took down we, three of the 12? One and a half each. There was a lot still left in the plate. It was, it was a lot of mozzarella cheese. Too the much. thing about mozzarella sticks is they don't just sit inside of you at all. No, it's like having an apple. Exactly. That's <laughs> a smoothie. Just a nice green smoothie. So when we went to Vegas, right, we took the... Uh, we, you went to the rental car place that was 68 that, miles away. So from. we come back. We land at John Wayne. We take it, we get on the van. We go to where we parked our car. Okay. Open the car door. It's like, oh, God, what? somebody left something in this car. Susan left the the like the sip, sippy cup, what's it, the tumbler kind yeah, of thing yeah. that she had a smoothie on the way to the airport on Friday morning, and she left a swig or two in the smoothie or the jug or whatever it is. Yeah, no, that those are fine. Yeah, those are fine. You could actually it's, have those sit out for three weeks, no problem. It's like someone had done something unspeakable to that car. It was so it sat in the sun for three and a half days, no windows open. Not oh great. my gosh! So when you say smoothie, that was That's the first the thing first that thing popped that into my head. Like I'd rather she left an apple in there. <laughs> that that would have been a better deal. Um, you got a game coming up tonight. You've got a uh, little former Laker Julius Randle doing his thing, and it's been a weird kind of deal for him, right? That yeah. he left the Lakers and went to New Orleans and kind of then went to the Knicks, and the Knicks were he had a great season the first year, and then the next year they were trying desperately to dump him and get out of his contract, and here we are now. And Julius Randle is, you know, a, a very important player on a team that's, you know, slightly above average. So this is, um, okay, I, I've kind of done this before. If I told you before the season started, if I presented you this question, there's kind of some fascination, a little bit, a little bit. Lakers had a young core, mm-hmm. and you kind of see what they're all doing now. You had Brandon Ingram. You had Lonzo Ball. You had D'Angelo Russell. You had Jordan Clarkson. You had Kyle Kuzma. You had Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a handful of guys that used to represent the Lakers at a really young age, and then whether they got traded in that deal or they went in other moves, whatever the case is. So if I told you before the season started, who's been the best player of all those young guys? For me, it was always B.I. I always, no, 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 Brandon Ingram, I think, is the best player of all. I think he's got the best future. And tonight, Lakers are taking on Julius Randle and the mm-hmm. Knicks. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, and this is me just prepping for the pregame, and I'm like, damn, those are Randle's stats. Randle's stats this year, just under 25 points a game. Just under 11 rebounds a game and four assists a game. Okay. Impressive. They've played 51 games this year. How many do you think he's played? The fact that you're asking me yeah. leads me to believe that it's 51. 51 games. Yeah. He's played yeah. every game this year. Yeah. Okay. Um, Does he not know that you're only supposed to play like in 75% of them? That, that that's what you do? You know the coach is there? Thibodeau. Yeah. <laughs> Thibodeau. <laughs> He'll have multiple knee replacements when he's 35 years old. Uh, um, but I, I only point that out because. Julius Randle is the best player on a playoff team. Okay. They are a playoff team right now. Mm-hmm. They're seventh place and they're right there with six. They're that's a real playoff team. I'm not telling you they're top four. I'm not telling you they're gonna win a round. I'm telling you that they're in the playoffs. Um BI has played 17 games this year, and he's either he ain't better than Zion, I'll tell you that right now. No. Um and, okay, if you want to call him second, but a lot of people say C.J. McCollum is a really important piece to them. He's not the best player on their team, okay? Um, Kyle Kuzma is about to get a contract. He's going to get paid. He's going to get paid. Yep. He ain't better than Bradley Beal. No. And there, I think, uh, you could say they're in the um, the play-in tournament range, whatever the case is. Kind of go down the list. Jordan Clarkson's averaging 20 points a game this year. He ain't better than Laurie Markkinen, who's going to be the Utah Jazz kind of player, and then they'll build it from there. Lonzo, I don't know the last time I've seen Lonzo play a basketball game. So I I just bring that up. You know, it it was interesting kind of getting ready for the pre, and I'm like, damn, is Randall the 
Did Julius Randle become the best player of all those young pieces? And I didn't think his game was polished enough to be that. He was kind of that in-between, undersized. He was He's, kind of a bull in a china shop when he would play. He, perfect perfect yeah, example. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious to watch him tonight, but he is kind of, as the dust is settling, probably the best of all those young young pieces. He might be, but I, 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 this is, I love this topic because none of them, are, I think, are guys you have to have. I think they're all. I think there are varying degrees of guys that put in the right situation. They're fine. To your point about Randall in New York, he's the best player on a seventh place team. Mm-hmm. Okay, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Brandon Ingram doesn't play. Congratulations. Oh, he's going to be this. Yep, yeah, he doesn't play. He's hurt all the time. And when he does, they lose. You know, I know that this year they're pretty good. He hasn't played. They've lost eight in a row since Zion that, went out. That, there you go. So they're right. Just... This Brandon Ingram. Oh, then why do they lose all the time? If mm-hmm. he's D'Angelo Russell, you didn't even mention he's bounced around. A lot. He's okay, but you don't have to have him. Jordan Clarkson's kind of the guy that has been a solidified role. Yes, and it wasn't a star player. Yes. It was actually a dude coming off the it, bench. It was a dude was coming a off the bench man. and and seems to be a guy that is can be a part of good teams. He was on part of a good team in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. The, 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 this Utah team's okay. They're actually even but, over over yeah. it oh, after trading Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. 100%. Yep. They're not they're way beyond where anybody thought that mm-hmm. they would be for sure. But my point with all of these guys are and basically the reason they're all gone are because of LeBron and AD. Give me those two guys all day long. Like, you know what I mean? Like this, oh, we could have kept this guy or that guy. None of those guys, I don't want to talk potential. I want to talk what mm-hmm. they've done. Nobody has really been that, oh, man, they really made a mistake by letting those guys go. Lonzo never plays. Ingram is in and out of the lineup. Yep. Randall's the best player on a mediocre team. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. And D'Angelo Russell, we don't even really talk about. And Clarkson's, Clarkson's a, a nice man player. Yep. And Kuzma is a good player on a bad team. Mm-hmm. I, like They made the right decisions in all of these things. None of those guys, nobody went somewhere else. It's like it turned into... Luca or Steph or or one of these players like I can't believe we picked him second we didn't let it develop and he turned into this none of those guys have you know what it typically comes down to is if you hit in the draft remember Lakers took Lonzo mm-hmm. and then Tatum went third mm-hmm. so that that's it's those situations where you know pretty much within the first couple of years that dude hit right and it doesn't it didn't have to be a top three pick. Uh, Giannis was picked where? Uh, 14th. Kawhi was later in the draft, right? Like, I'm not saying it has to be one of the top three picks, but none of those guys at the time that you had them, did you ever think that B.I. is going to be one of the top five players in the league, top 10 players in the league? So that, by the way, made it easier for the Lakers when they made the trade for A.D. because it's not that these guys don't have value. Listen, I'm a big fan of Lonzo's game. I think he's a really good quarterback for a team like the Chicago Bulls. He's not in a he lineup. He doesn't play. I'm uh, Julius Randle. I'm not going to say I'm a big fan because I always thought he had. I always thought he had holes in his game. He's doing a good job for the New York Knicks. You can't be a real team if Julius Randle is the best player on your team. The Bi one's interesting because if he's the third best player on a team, I like that. I like that he would be the third best player on a team. We'll see if he's healthy enough to to make it happen. I know that I've been down on the Lakers this season and last season, and I'm. Deeply frustrated with Anthony Davis's inability to stay on the floor. I, I think that the Lakers need to be incredibly cautious about how they y- utilize their remaining assets in the last year or two or three or whatever it is of LeBron James's career. It was 1,000% worth it. That championship was not that long ago. None of those guys that have left have turned into, oh my God, we had. I can't believe we had Kyle Kuzma and now we don't. These guys, are, they're NBA players, but none of this is, we never should have done that. None of it. Brandon Ingram, or I should say, Anthony Davis has been out of the lineup basically the entire time he's been here, other than that first year, yeah. and it's worth it. Because so are those other guys. And none of those guys have gone and been important parts of championship teams. Mm-hmm. It's 100% worth it. My fear is that that worth it, two years from right now from the championship, yep. worth it. Four years? Uh, okay. Five? Eight? Now, that we, that's the part that scares me the most, that the further you get away from... And there's hey, no way telling until you are like not. 10 years away. Of course away. not. You yeah. don't. But if you can't even potentially restock the mm-hmm. pipeline... Then you know it's not. Do you remember? Be worth it. Remember earlier this season they start out two and ten, and the Pelicans have this year's Laker pick, right? right. So he's like, 
What if Wembenyama ended up? So that that's why you got to wait. That's why it's 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 so know. unfair. Initially, you take a trade and you say, "Wow, we got this guy," and they got draft compensation, whatever the case is. That's why you got to kind of give it a second to marinate. Nobody will, but maybe there's Timmy Wembenyama who's going to be available in 2029. You never know. All of Giannis's <laughs> brothers. Maybe Giannis has Costas. Right. Maybe there's uh, LeBron James the third who's going to come around at some point. And well, you're Costas got him. a ring before Giannis. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> you never know how it's going to shake out. You got you got to be careful. Let's try another one. Let's try D in LA. D, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, how you doing? Um, I, I I I feel like you guys are really disrespecting those players you're talking about. I feel like they were building the chemistry. None of them was Stephen Curry or Luka Doncic, but they had won 12 out their last 15 games when they traded Clarkson and that. I feel that they were we were building something. And I feel that the team was becoming cohesive. And Laker fans are so spoiled. We won that 2020 championship. Come on, it's not real. We should have kept those young players and grabbed Kawhi Leonard or Paul George, somebody from the West Coast, and we would be fine. Anthony Davis, I love his game, but he's always hurt. Hey, D, I'm going to jump in because I think what you just said was the most important thing right there. You said Laker fans are spoiled. You're right. You're right, and this is, you know whose fault that is? That's Dr. Jerry Buss's fault. Magic for, Johnson's. And, and all of these guys for creating just Kobe's. winners every right. single year. And it, this is it's actually a perfect example. The Pelicans are a perfect market to do what they're doing, right? Like, that's the right market to do what you're doing. Um, the Lakers didn't make the playoffs for six years. Mm-hmm. So if you think that was okay, which, by the way, the longest the Lakers had ever gone without making the postseason was two years under Dr. Jerry Buss, mm-hmm. right? So six years seemed like it was 38 years. Um, if if the fan base, if his point is, if you just let this thing marinate and you left it alone and you didn't touch it and you still were not guaranteed a star of any of those players and you thought over time, give it another three, four, five years, this is what it would have looked like. I think you're taking such a risk and a chance to think that it's going to hit. That that's a um, that's that's very risky as well. And it's by by the way, it's not what the Lakers do. Well, here, here's the, they have I'm going to gonna simplify this for the the caller there. Do you concede that none of the guys that we're talking about are among the best players in the league? Uh, no question about okay, it. Okay, right. Yeah, no. Question when was the last time a team won an NBA championship without one of the best players in the league? Um, obviously, you take the Warriors out of the mix. Right. Take, take Toronto out of the mix because right. they had Kawhi. Right. Uh, take Giannis and the Bucks out of the mix. <laughs> right. Keep going down the list. And right. I'm genuinely Dirk, trying to think. Dwayne the, o- Wade. the only thing I could think of, and we, we, Pistons, we'd probably. have to go back yeah. all the way to the Pistons. 20 years ago. But by the way, and it happened. But by the way, those Pistons teams, they had players. They just did not have the best they player didn't have in a the top league. 10 player. They didn't have a top. They, mm-hmm. had, they had a bunch of top 30s or mm-hmm. 50s or whatever. You need to have one of the best players in the league to win an NBA championship. You do. It's it, If you look at the last 50, the times where you didn't have one of those guys, it's few and far between. It very, very rarely happens. None of those guys are that. LeBron James is, mm-hmm. and Anthony Davis is, and they did win. It, it's I get it. Those guys can fill a role here or there. They're, you can't have a team full of role players that wins championships. It doesn't happen in basketball. You can do it in baseball. You can do it in football. You got the right piece here, the right coach there. In basketball, you have to have one of the best players in the league, and none of those guys are that. And I will say this. I, I'm a fan of – I don't want to make it sound like – because I, I do like homegrown players. I do like that. I do think there's some to it. I think there's a little um, – You know, we talk about the Dodgers this upcoming year – I think there is some excitement to, I know, Dodger fans, they want to win the World Series, whole thing. but I think it's also interesting to see some Different. of these young players, and what if one of them pop? Like, sure. you, this is what oh, you said. You, you said, Least Alan, one will. here are five players that have popped for the Dodgers that have come through. That. Okay, so with all that said, there is some excitement about dudes that come up through your system or whatever the case is. But basketball's then not you quite can't like bring that, Braun though. here. Then, yeah, and, and, then it's, it changes everything. Though you can't bring Braun here and say, "Hey, LeBron, we're just going to have young pieces with you. Go get one or whatever the case is." All right, got some more phone calls on this. And speaking of young Dodger players that come through the system, they got a decision to make on another one before too long. That's next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Why are you playing this one? Because this is a very specific um, thing for me. Are you thinking uh, hockey? Ducks? It, yeah. Yeah? Exactly. This is the goal, This is the song they play when the Ducks score goals. Oh, Silver chair, I want to say, Taylor? Pennywise. Pennywise. Hermosa Beach. High school. Oh, yeah? I used to hear this a lot. People go crazy. Everybody relax here. M- Michael, every t- my... Uh, Michael's a huge Anaheim Ducks fan. He mm-hmm. watches games, the whole thing. Every time they score a goal, which they haven't done a lot of lately, but they're a little better in the last couple of weeks, he does the whoa in the living room. Damn, Loves it. I haven't heard Pennywise in so long. That's funny to hear it. That's a great, for hockey, a goal scored. It's That's awesome. as good as it gets. It's, it's really good. It's really good. And you get an arena full of people doing it. They, when he got they hooked. should do that for every ball. <laughs> <laughs> Ball one. Oh! And the third inning, people are like, I'm leaving. This is annoying. I like hell. it. You, we, you know what we should do? We should be on the promotions team for a major league. We should just come up with the yeah. wackest, goofiest stuff. Yeah. Like, after every ball, let's have a chant. Yeah. Like a soccer game. Thanks, Tommy, for our input. <laughs> I don't think we'd last very long. I don't think we'd last very long. Let's go to Encino and Brian. Brian, you're on with Trav and Slee. What's up, Brian? Hey, how you doing? Um, I just want to talk about how the trade was definitely in our favor. Um, all those guys that we traded up, like everyone said earlier, not, no significant players. However, the turning point in this organization was the fact that we drafted Lonzo Bust over Jason Tatum because Tatum, I think, I mean, obviously he's better than AD right now, and we definitely did not need to trade uh, Ford Westbrook. I think keeping KCP and Kuzma would have helped the team a lot better. We should have never broken up the 2020 roster. So, okay, thanks for the call, uh, Brian. Who was that? Was that KCP like two weeks ago? I'm going to try yes, to find that quote. It was KCP. Yeah. It was KCP. Um, I, I, I agree with what he said mostly, but I just want to throw this in there. Not drafting Jason Tatum was a huge miss. A huge missed opportunity. They didn't even hesitate. They, do, you, do you remember Boston oh, had the number one pick, yeah. traded to go back to three, knowing that Philly was going to take Who is the Markel guy that they Fultz. took? Markel Fultz. That's what it is. Is he even in the league anymore? I don't know. Maybe yeah. in Orlando he, or something he, like that. He, he, that never panned out. And then Lonzo Ball has been, you know, if we're being honest, has been a disappointment. He just he can't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Um but what he was talking about, that he's better than AD, I, he's certainly more useful than AD. And I'm not trying to throw any sort of shade at Jason Tatum, who's terrific. He's terrific. He was, he's probably still on an MVP list somewhere, right? He's, he's having a great season. He's a really good player. When Anthony Davis is healthy and playing, I don't know if he's not as good and as valuable as Jason Tatum is. The problem is he doesn't play. And, and, and that, that's – I'm making – I'm arguing against what I always say, Al. That my yeah. point is, I don't care what he might be. He doesn't play, therefore he doesn't play. But this is not a, well, we had this guy. Anthony Davis, his health is, we can talk ad nauseum about sure. Russell Westbrook, about yep. Hachimura trade, and and LeBron James getting 38,000 X amount of points and breaking the It's about Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. If he plays, they got a shot, and if he doesn't, they don't. Mm-hmm. It really is that simple. And He's as good as uh, as Jason Tatum. He just doesn't play. If I play off of Brian's point that he was making, he's not wrong on the – listen, it's it's obvious here. If the Lakers could have gone back and kept Kyle Kuzma and kept KCP and not traded for Russell Westbrook, they would have done that. Now, that doesn't mean they were going to keep those two players. It just means 
they would have liked to have used those assets on a different player. Of course. If it was DeMar DeRozan, and now you had enough money to also keep Alex Caruso and you could sign him, there's different ways that they would have done it. It doesn't mean it was just because of KCP and just because of Kuz. But that quote that KCP had, I don't think they should have broke the team up, that championship team. feel like they took a lot of their core pieces and broke them up, and the core pieces held everything together as far as that championship team. I feel like they rushed trying to do something new. But he's right. But you. But let's just go to the point that you were just making about Anthony Davis because it's a perfect example. That year that they decided, no, no, we're going to get Dennis Schroeder. We're grabbing Montrez Harrell, mm-hmm. and we're going to go Marcus All. Okay, mm-hmm. that team was actually a pretty good team. You know what their downfall was? Anthony Davis got hurt in the playoffs. AD was out in the first round. Yep. And that and so it, it does ultimately. Whatever the surrounding pieces are, they're nice. I'm not saying they're not important. They're very important. But if Shaq or Kobe are not playing, it's a wrap. If AD or LeBron are not playing, it's a wrap. If Power, if Scottie Pippen or Michael Jordan, it's a wrap. And it would be a wrap now that we're talking about with AD. I, I will say this, and this is when you and I, even before we had our show, we did some shows together during that Laker run, right? And after they won, the next day, you and I were sitting in here, and I said, and, and in the end, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. What KCP just said, I was saying the opposite. I was saying, look, as long as those two guys are here, it I don't care who players 3 through 12 are. As long as they're NBA caliber players, you got those two guys, let's see what can happen. Mm-hmm. And I think he's more right than I was because you, you, the, the the lineup that you were laying with the Gasol and the um, Montrez uh, Harrell sure. and these guys, mm-hmm. they're NBA players, and, and AD did get hurt, and we never got to see it at its best. But we've seen them try to chase it with other auxiliary pieces, and it's never looked as good as it did with KCP, with Kuzma, with Caruso, Rondo. with Rondo, with JaVale, JaVale Dwight. Dwight. Mm-hmm. That that was the group that was the best group for those guys. And And – but this is this will go down to the consistent theme. If AD at any point in that Orlando yeah. right just was uneventful, but that's part of sports, so we'll never know. You know the the every time I talk to Michael about any of this stuff, um, you hear him say, "Well, if KD was just healthy, they'd have won three in a row." Mm-hmm. Or if Clay was just healthy, but that's life. that's that's sports. That's yeah. in general. I mean, we watched two games this past weekend. Purdy is out, his UCL tear, whatever he had. He's out six months. Yeah, the game is over. There's nothing to talk about unless you're healthy. You know what? It's funny. I never really thought of it like this, but it's true. Context fades after a while. That after a year or two, there is no more context. Did you win or you didn't? Yeah, well, we didn't win, but Jaquaski Tart dropped an interception in the NFC. No, no, no. The Rams won the Super Bowl, brother. Mm-hmm. There is no context. The Rams mm-hmm. won. There's, there's not going to be a, well, you know, uh, they blew a third down call. No, 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 no. Chiefs win. They're in. You got another one. They're, the further Toronto you get away, Raptors the, have a championship. They won the championship. They don't. Re- I mean, they do there's, remember, but they just don't. But there's, there's no details, context. Yeah. They got it, and the, and especially the people that did. Well, they weren't healthy. Yeah. So what? I don't care. You, you didn't win. And and the further you get away from it, the truer that becomes. Um, speaking of young guys, yeah. Will Smith is arbitration eligible here coming up in a little bit. And and this is one of those things that you were talking about with Corey Seager, right? That we can let Corey Seager go because we got the next guy coming in. And we've got another guy after that coming in. Finding a catcher is very, very difficult. And the Dodgers have arguably the best catcher in baseball in Will Smith. And if he's not the best, he's not outside the top three or four. He's terrific. He's also a catcher. They don't typically age particularly well. Um, he's not eligible for free agency for another three years. He, you've heard me say this. And I think he's three more years. I, I think he's one of their most important players. They've also got their number one prospect is Diego Cartaya, who's a catcher. They just spent their most recent first round draft pick on another catcher. Mm. This is what they do, and this is why they're so dangerous. Is they can let Corey Seager leave, and it's it's not fatal. You can let Will Smith leave potentially, and it's not a fatal blow. If you're the A's. The Rays, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies. Pretty much any team. Pretty much just about everybody. And players of that level are leaving. You are in deep, deep trouble. So you have to overpay. And now you have less money to spend other places. That they have this pipeline of major league caliber players ready to replace other major league caliber players allows them to say, Corey Seager, we'll pay you this. We're not going beyond this. If the Rangers want to get nuts, good luck to you. We love you. We're going to miss you a great deal. We got another guy. 
This is the secret sauce. And then because they don't have to pay Will Smith 10% on top of whatever he's worth, Corey Seager, 10, 15% on top of whatever he's worth. I've got all this money left there. I can go get Mookie. I can go get Freddie mm-hmm. Freeman and fill in these spots where I don't have a guy because I have a guy at the other eight spots. How, how much, just out of curiosity, how much do you think that hurts them in um, – you have a guy that's already there. Mm-hmm. You got he knows the culture. He knows everything that's going. He's got great experience. By the time he gets to that that level, to where it's about to get paid or whatever the case is, um, how much does it hurt to have to reset that position? They didn't have to reset with Seager because Trey was mm-hmm. there and they made that deal. Mm-hmm. But they're in the process now of resetting that position. I think it's something. I don't think it's. I, I think that there are very specific examples of guys who are important to your culture. Justin Turner, Clayton Kershaw. There are guys that are important to it, but generally speaking, I don't think so. I don't think it may. Baseball is is a weird sport. It's not. I want to say it's and not. They're a one team of the sport. few teams that can do what they're doing. For That's sure. why I'm like, all right, well, it, there's got to be value in having the same guy there. But, but baseball, yes and no. Like baseball is not a team sport like football is. If I'm the left guard. I need to be in perfect sync with that left tackle. Mm. I need to be in perfect sync with my center. We all, all three of us need to be moving exactly the same way. If I'm in left field, that doesn't matter what the right fielder's doing. It doesn't matter what the first baseman, the kid, doesn't matter what anybody else. I got to go catch the ball. Shortstop, middle infielder, a little bit different, but not a ton. Mm. Baseball's super into it's a series of individual acts in a team format. If you're the pitcher, you can't say, you know what, I'm having a tough day. Bring it, bring in the the shortstop. Have him pitch. I'll, you're on your own. You're in the batter's box by yourself. So those little kind of chemistry things, Nuances, I think, yeah. are less important to baseball than they are to other sports. And so you can you can say to Will Smith, "We love you. Here's what. Here's how much we love you, and for how long we're going to love you. If somebody else wants to love you more, good luck. We're not doing that. It's pretty ice cold, but it's also a really good way to do it." Hmm. And that's what they have that those other teams don't really Yankees maybe they well don't they, don't, they don't system. they don't have the a lot of these other teams don't have the luxury of doing that I mean that that's really what it comes down to they're going to go have to they paid uh, what Padres paid Bogarts two hundred and eighty million dollars have to overpay even though they have Tatis who was technically you thought was going to be shortstop or Hassan Kim and now he goes out they got to go pay the 280 Dodgers are unwilling to do that if it's not a player that it's under their terms. We don't have football for the first time in a long time this weekend. I got questions for you Slee. It's Travis Slee 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Fighting against your pitcher. <laughs> How's going on here? Can I just tell you how much I enjoy talking about baseball, even in the end of January, last day of January, only a couple of weeks away from spring training sleep. Right. I'm going to get super fired up and the season's going to start. And I'm going to be super fired up. It's like, yeah, we got six months to go until they play a game that matters. It's <laughs> <laughs> like go. 60 days to opening day yesterday or something. Like yeah, like we're on yeah. MLB.com. It's not super far away. Yeah, pitchers and catchers report when. When do the playoffs start? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know the pitchers and catchers is the day that people get fired up. Not if you're a Dodger fan. It's like, when do the playoffs start? Because that's all that matters. I, I want to know. You want to know something crazy? And this is just, uh, this just kind of shows you the history of this team. Padres have been around for 54 years. Mm-hmm. This is the first time in the history of the franchise they have a waiting list for season tickets. No way. That's the first time in the history of, so just kind of go off of, yeah, you kind of starting to get excited, this and that. I think actually, Trav, because they're not a lock to win 111 games and all that, 
I think this is going to be an interesting Dodger season. I don't think it's the regular, you know, walk in and it's like, all right, clock Just in all slapping those wins. people around. Yeah. I mean, you might be Some right. Some good NL teams out there. Answer me this. Does it make me a bad Dodger fan that I don't hate the Padres and I really like going to their ballpark? Because I do. I, I don't. I don't root for the Padres, yeah. but I think they're a fun watch, and yep. I love going to Petco Park. I really, really okay. do. So here is that make me a bad Dodger fan? No, no. Fan? Let, let me tell you something. This is as somebody born and raised in San Diego. Okay, um, this has never happened to me before. Certainly not here in LA. But then again, it's the Padres and the Dodgers actually played each other in the playoffs, so uh-huh. it, it became a little different. I was for the first time starting to get some dirty looks. I'm like. But people noticed it. <laughs> people noticed the hat. Right. They noticed the thing. So to play off what you're saying, I think it's different today than it was six months ago because they actually played in the playoffs and the Padres won. Yeah, maybe not for you because I, you got kind of like some SD ties too. Your I do. Daughters at San Diego yeah. State, the but it's, Padres have never been in, in the, the Dodgers' the way. Have never been a threat. I think is a big part of it because as a kid that, growing that has up, has a lot to do with I it. I can't. The Giants, nope, not doing it. Yep. As a kid growing up in the '70s in LA, it was the Reds. The Reds were in the NL West, and they had Pete Rose and Joe Morgan and Johnny Bench and Dave Gonzalez. Like I can't, I hated those guys, and I hated the Reds. I hated their stupid pullover jerseys. I hated Pete Rose's haircut. There was no, there wasn't anything about the Reds. Sparky Anderson was thirty eight and looked seventy eight. There was mm-hmm. nothing about it I liked. The Padres kind of, yeah, they're kind of cool. Okay, listen, <laughs> I, I listen. Think, I think it's fish tacos and craft beer. Let me I give really you a perfect example. That's what it is. All right, he's busy. <laughs> when they when they win, when the Sacramento Kings win a game, yeah. it doesn't bother me at all. I mean, yeah. I don't want them to beat the Lakers, but when they beat Memphis, it doesn't bother me. You want to know why? Because we don't. There's right. no colliding. But I'm assuming from his perspective, he wants the Lakers to lose. He's saying Jason Tatum had a clear. Sure. That was a that wasn't a foul. Like that's that, but that's probably how he perceives it. <laughs> right. So I think Dodger fans just don't really care about what the Padres do because they've never been in the way. And they have killer tacos. Great tacos. And there's the craft, craft, beers craft beer everywhere. everywhere. everywhere oh, there's another one. I haven't everywhere tried that one yet. Yeah. Might as well give that one a shot. Go walk around Gaslamp. That's right. not a bad place to it's be. It's a good spot. Just go play a little wiffle ball in center field. It's a, it's a nice night out. Like, I'm not there to watch the play. But they're pretty good. Too. I don't know. I, I'm going to – if they – beat the Dodgers again I will change my tune but right now they're just kind of like that little brother who finally got an A on a test no here's what it is if they beat the Dodgers again you'll still go down there eat the fish tacos but you have your back turned to the game <laughs> you're drinking the beer you're not looking at the game at all what are you doing I know we still got a ways to go it's only Tuesday but yeah. this is the first weekend in a super long time where there isn't must-see football you have any plans so I'm actually I in in a I, I'm going down to San Diego this weekend, and I have stuff lined up. I got some stuff I'm doing with some family. When I get out there, it's like you try to do a few things. So sure. to be honest with you, the timing of no NFL football worked out very good for me. You, on the other hand, I have a feeling you're just sitting there. It's going to be Saturday at noon, and you're like, well, what the hell's going on it's, tomorrow? It's gonna. I might try to slide in a little golf on Saturday just to have something. To, and then Sunday, but the race isn't until late in the day. Mm-hmm. So the the how race late? is how late? it's at night this year. So it's a they're kind of doing it like last year. The race was over by four o'clock. I need <laughs> I need to figure. I don't even think it starts until after then. They're finishing under the lights. So I but I got my race. I've got something to do Friday night. We haven't been to our spot in a month. So mm. we got to do that. Is Henri okay? Up? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not. I, how I'm going to find out on Friday. But yeah, it's how is it going to, to a restaurant? Will he, be, will he be like annoyed at you that you haven't been there in a month? He'll ask. Hmm. He'll ask. That's for sure. How is it when you go to a restaurant and they recognize you? Because me and my girl have gone to the same restaurant five times, and the guy still says, "Hey, welcome. <laughs> you guys, ever been here before?" <laughs> yeah, we have. Roger. Could go, it could. It could go either way. It either means you're a really good customer, or you're an entirely forgettable customer. I don't. It's it's, it's one or the other. It's one or the other. Are you a big tipper, or are you just kind of just right down the line normal? Because I, I know you're not. I'm a bad always. Tipper. I'm, I'm always twenty percent. Yeah. Okay. But you don't go above and beyond if they nail it. If no, I will. If yeah. something happens or that's, they're you that's know, really, very kind with a poor or something yeah, like that. Then that, yeah. That's really the only way they're gonna really re- unless you're in there every yep. single day. But if you well, if they don't remember me of them, at twenty, I might as well go eighteen. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm getting at. Like, if you look, I'm if going you seventeen point five, just seeing where at what point I'm going to get a look. You need to bump. Go, go the next couple of times you go. Hit, hit twenty five. 
uh-huh. and then see if he notices. Because at so, that point, it's like if he's not, then you're just okay. But a can forgettable I, can guy. Can I be honest? Can I be honest? <laughs> this is specific to this person because there's another restaurant that I go to where every time we walk in, the lady is so nice, and she's, you know what? We get, let me get you guys your seat. Like she's really cool. She just does a. I think she's more personable. Yeah. Well, this guy's robotic. He's like, welcome to <laughs> crypto.com. Yeah. To Smoothie King Center. That is Look, so, it's, so it's a perfect weird. example with Taylor, too, because when I said Taylor hates the Lakers, when I was making fun of Smoothie King Center, he came at crypto. <laughs> well, it's not a great name. It, it, and maybe it's just 20 years of Staples Center that kind of felt super familiar. You're coming at Sleep Train, though. That's that's what I, yeah. He came I at came Sleep, sleep train. train. That was me. Oh. You see? Which is a stupid name. <laughs> I mean, it is. Let's not. I mean, it, it is. Sleep train mattresses. But I, I, for some reason, some corporate entities sound fine. American Airlines Center. That sounds fine. Mm-hmm. Mercedes Benz Dome. Fine. SoFi Stadium. SoFi Stadium. Fine. SoFi's clean. Sleep train clean. arena. That sounds like a high school gym. What happened? <laughs> it fit that period of the King's history. So. Smoothie King Arena. <laughs> Dignity Health I, when Center. I, when I go to basketball games called? at Dana Hills High School, there's a Smoothie King sign on the inside. <laughs> it's I really want the muffler shops. I've never seen a smoothie king. king in my life. I really I want them. King. Yeah, I don't think I have. Do we have them down here? Uh, I don't. I'm it's not, all Jamba juice. Here. I'm anti smoothie, so I don't know. Robex. Robex. Um, you've seen that Jamba? I really wish that part of their naming rights deal that they actually had to like they get to take it off a of smoothie king, and sometimes it's the berry blast <laughs> number three. <laughs> Center peanut butter mood. Cause just because there's like certain months, they're really pushing a certain product. You know what I mean? So, have you ever had the peanut butter mood from Jamba Juice? Mm-mm. It's basically a peanut butter milkshake. <laughs> it's pretty good. Don't don't get me wrong, but like that they're selling that in a oh. smoothie shop is the most absurd thing in the Bro, world. Some of these spots, it's a nine thousand calorie yeah, smoothie. I was just gonna say you're so right. You can so easily go to a place where the colors are bright and it looks like there's it's fruit healthy. in the window. <laughs> There's fake fruit or I don't know, real fake, whatever the case is. And then you grass go and look, oranges. You go look at the calorie count. I'm like, I could have went to Carl's Jr. <laughs> like, I might as well just well, go to Carl's. It's got three scoops of sherbet in it too. We're gonna we're gonna give you a half a squeeze of an orange, two pieces of pineapple, and three scoops of vanilla ice cream. And then like one <laughs> leaf of kale. And like that's it. Hey, kale is expensive. Daily serving of vegetables. Don't, don't put it in. Yeah, there. but it was mixed in with a hot fudge sundae. Like, what, what do you want from me? It is pretty good. Oh, no, those things are... The yeah. peanut butter mood, have you guys ever had the pleasure of having that? Oh, yeah. Thing? This is pretty fantastic. Big smoothie guy. I don't yeah. know if I've ever been to Jamba Juice, because, again, I'm, I'm, not a big, I'm not a big smoothie person, so I just don't choose to go often. I'm not a big smoothie person either, Emily, but it, it smells so fresh and light and wonderful do you ever, in there. I'm going to assume this is no to this. Do you ever make them? So, do I make them? Yeah. They're really easy to no. make. No. Somebody in my house makes a smoothie every single day. Susan? Susan makes them. Michael makes them. Kelly makes them. Every single day there is a smoothie made in the house, and it's always, hey, there's a little bit left. You want it? No. Oh, no. You want nothing to do with it? I don't like the little bits that get in your teeth. There's a lot of things about them that it's not. Like if you put a bunch of peanut butter and some ice cream in there, let's go. (laughs) But if it's just got frozen strawberries and blueberries and spinach, I'm not your guy. I love how this has gone back to the peanut butter three or four different times. Pretty good. I had peanut butter and jelly for dinner last night. Susan got home from work a little late. There's I nothing wrong with that, no. by the way. And she's like, Dude, did you, have you eaten? I said, no. She said, what do you want? I said, I don't really care. She made up a pizza. And I hate homemade pizza. It never scratches the pizza itch. Wow. Really? Yeah. I, if I want pizza, I want pizza. Okay, but want... is it because is it hers, does she have like a really healthy, is it like cauliflower no, all, crust? All or... the, no, it's regular. It, the crust is never good, though. I don't And it, this, it's just not pizza. I want pizza. I want it to Man, come I in the box. I can do pizza, I think, anytime, anywhere. Homemade pizza? I'm not talking, I'm talking homemade pizza specifically. So I don't she's want making that. it from scratch, doing the, her old she, thing? I mean, no, I know she's getting the dough not, or everything Everything else. but the dough, yeah. She mm-hmm. grates the cheese, puts the meat on, the that veggies. That would sound amazing. Yeah, poor Susan. It's not good. She had one last night at PB and J. She made that, and then yeah. you're just sitting there yeah. slapping peanut butter it's on nice, some nice. bread. Throwing it's, a PB and J like, in the blender. It, it, fe- <laughs> it feels like you're getting ripped off. Like it's pizza adjacent, but it's not good. Like I don't know what real pizza has. I want to tell that her greasy. that greasy. I, I she knows I don't like it. So we had separate dinners last night. It was fine. PB and J. Any by of, the way, that any day of the week. That's no problem. Hundred times out of hundred. The dump super crosstalk coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Slee, I want you to read that quote again. This is from the owner of the Rockies. Yeah, so Dick uh, Monfort, if I'm uh, yep. Dick Monfort owns the Colorado Rockies. So <laughs> it, it's pretty funny because, you know, we're, we were talking a little bit about baseball and the conversation, all the different teams in the NL they're going to be competing this year. It's going to be different than I think it has been in the past. So one of his quotes to the Denver Post, he's talking specifically about the Padres and what they spent in this last, uh, in the sure. offseason. He says, that puts a lot of pressure on us. But it's not just the Padres. It's the Mets, the Phillies. This has been an interesting year. What the Padres they do are doing, I don't 100% agree with, though I know that our fans probably agree with it. We'll see how it works out. I mean, if that's not saying, hey, stop spending your money because now I might have to spend my money, is that not <laughs> talk about not wanting to face your fan base to try to go get people? Well, there's no hiding. There, there's no well. I'm just not going to do that. And you, because you can say, look, the Yankees and Dodgers are operating by different rules. If the dude in San Diego is doing it, then the dude in Denver can do it too. It's so. It's like this: when your wife goes to a party and you don't want to go, mm-hmm. and you say, "Well, I'm not going," and she says, "All the other husbands are going to be there." It's kind of a hard. It's like, well, yeah, but I don't want to. I know you don't want to, but they're doing things they don't want to do, and there's no escape route. But it does put a lot of pressure on you. Yes, it does. He's talking about his own. I'm sure the Rockies fans are very happy with yeah. those quotes. Yeah, I don't want to spend money like that. I stop spending money so I don't have to spend money. <laughs> it's a weird deal. Um, I, can I offer a quick correction? I got something wrong, Al. Yep. Speaking of uh, my my lovely wife, she apparently is listening, which oh, is geez. very rare. I was, but... by the way, Susan, if you did hear, I was defending the pizza. I was saying Me he too. should have yeah. No, no, it's not pizza related. Okay. She, I... When it comes to the I, everything I've told you about the pizza, I've said yeah. to her, this is an open dialogue. Is it the smoothie that was in the car for <laughs> no, three days? No, no, I don't think she, shh, I don't think she was listening when we talked about that. Don't blow that out of the water. Um, your weekend is covered. We, you said yes to a birthday hike for one of her friends on Saturday morning. You're right, I did, and I will be there. Birthday okay. hike, fun. Yes. Yeah, Emily, don't rub it in. Don't, don't, Super don't, fun. don't revel in my birthday hike experience. It will be lovely. <laughs> Sounds like a great time. It's a, the people that are having the birthday hike. I like a great deal. Okay, it'll be fine. Just would prefer to have How it in a bar. How early is the birthday hike? A birthday pub crawl would be more my speed. <laughs> is this uh, 10 a.m.? I don't know. Yeah. I probably something like that. Okay. Maybe it'll rain. <laughs> And I can only assume that it'll get canceled if it rains. Um, Shohei signed a long-term um, deal with New Balance. Uh, his limited edition 574 cleat will launch this February for 120 bucks, which is about the price that a pair of cleats cost. So nothing um, terribly out of whack. But Shohei getting paid not by the Angels but by um, shoe companies now. You told me something interesting, and, and I didn't know this. I'm not keeping up in the baseball world um, you said New Balance makes good cleats. They do. So is the Otani? I mean, listen, he's the he's the biggest name in all of baseball. So sure. it is the equivalent. It's just different because you're not selling those Kobe's or those Bronze or something like that. Basketball is a much more. Well, you can't wear Otani spikes to class. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when when you you when you're going out for the night, you don't throw on your Mike Trout vapor spikes to go to the restaurant. Who who has been? <laughs> who who has been? Like, who's the biggest seller in that space in baseball? Who's it been? Is it Bryce? Is it... Like, in my lifetime, in my memory? Like, right now. Right now, it's probably Bryce Harper, okay. who's, I believe, an Under Armour guy. But you don't see oh, yeah, a lot of Under right. Armour stuff. Um, back, it was Bo Jackson. Like, when I was playing baseball, Bo Jackson was the guy that was... And it was Nike stuff. And Nike still does a great job, but... We need to get Shohei, New Balance, Nike, or whatever. We got to get him on a team that we can get excited about. Jalen Ramsey was named to the Pro Bowl roster. Um, so was Derek Carr. So was Tyler Huntley. I think it's time we take this thing out back and kind of put an end to it. There's, there's really all pro means a great deal. Pro yeah. Bowl means virtually nothing. Literally nothing. <laughs> By Tyler those- Huntley had two. 
touchdowns this season. Two touchdowns. Okay, wait. Why, help Pro me out. What, what's, why is he on the Pro Bowl? Because roster? other guys are tapping the mat. They're not going. They got to have – it's a TV so show. So he's replacing so you, Josh Allen, but aren't there 11 other quarterbacks before him? <laughs> well, who knows how many people said no. So, you look, Derek Carr's going. Derek – that Derek Carr. The guy that just said, yeah, I'm out of here. I quit. We're benching you. No, you can't bench me. I quit. I'm leaving. <laughs> he's in the Pro Bowl. He doesn't even have a team. So What's gonna, worse, the Pro Bowl or the slam dunk contest? About the same. Where there's just – Guys okay. that you don't, at least in the slam dunk contest, you don't have to be, it'd be nice if you're a household name, but if you can dunk, we'll watch some good dunks. But. I'm, well, that's the thing. I'm going to make a case for the slam dunk contest, which is, even though it's G-leaguers in some, like literally in some cases, mm-hmm. at least they're doing cool dunks. Mm-hmm. At least they're flying through the air and doing the things that you need to do. Uh, watching guys play flag football really isn't yeah, going to no, really settle it for me. Uh, Joe Mazzula will coach the all-star team. Um, and when asked what it meant to him, speaking of events, nothing. That's awesome. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> that's great. That's a great answer. It is. It is. It means nothing to him. Well, can I be fair here? Does it mean much to any of the players that are playing in the All-Star game? I'm not saying that they don't want to be there, but go watch an All-Star game. It, it's it, it, what the purpose of an All-Star game in today's NBA is, all right, we'll be here, we'll do what we're asked to do. Do the bare minimum. But I am most definitely not caring about what's happening during the game, and the coach has a similar tone. I don't disagree. However, is there not something that's reasonably prestigious about having the best team in the league and the honor, air quotes, of coaching the All-Star? I'm not saying you'd want to do it. If you're Phil Jackson, I'm sure the novelty of it all wore off pretty quickly. But if you're Joe Mazzula, that's a nice little feather in your cap once, no? So he certainly doesn't care. (laughs) Uh, How old is he? He's only 34, too. Yeah. This isn't Greg Popovich who's saying I don't give a damn. You know Al Horford's two years older than him? That's amazing. I just love that. When coaches are younger than their players. Well, I mean, that, Sean McVay. Sean McVay, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's 98% 30%. of the roster <laughs> still today. Speaking of the NFL, Patrick Mahomes, um, Pat Mahomes, the dad, the baseball player, uh, was on the radio in Chicago, and he recalled, retold a story that his family was told that the Bears were going to pick him number three overall in his draft class. Obviously, they did not. They took mm. Mitch Trubisky instead. Patrick Mahomes goes to the Chiefs. The rest is history along the way. If that's not a perfect example of luck being just as important as skill, I don't know what is. Mm. Yeah, I, you know, we joke around about this, but there's every single draft in every single sport. It's impossible to go through a draft and say, can you believe they took this guy over sure. that guy? But then you have, you know, you have generational players that go past. The, the Luca thing always comes up, right? Yeah. The Luca Sacramento had a chance; they didn't take him. They take Atlanta uh, did take him and then traded him. They take Marvin Bagley. Right. Trey Young goes to ends up in Atlanta. There's always generational players. The Lakers, uh, Vlade for Kobe. Those you never forget those. And the, the question, you know, what we'll, we'll kind of follow this in on super crosstalk here in a minute but the question always is does patrick mahomes become patrick mahomes in chicago or does the aura of the bears being crappy overwhelm his talent does kobe in charlotte become kobe what was help me with and i genuinely before mahomes got drafted by the chiefs what were they they were were good not great they Mm -hmm. had andy Reid as their coach they were a functioning nfl organization that made good choices had a good coach and had a history of being more or less pretty good. I, I don't question. I think there's a lot of times some of these greats, these all-time greats, a lot of it does have to do where you end up as well. It's a combination of the two. And they could afford to have Patrick Mahomes sit for a year because they had Alex Smith in, ahead of him. So like they were good enough that they could let him marinate and then go. They didn't have to push him in right away, which is also another reason why he might have succeeded. Chicago, Patrick Mahomes, he's like, yeah, remember that guy? He's a pitcher's son. He no wonder he couldn't play quarterback. That's what would have happened in Chicago. By the way, we were talking about the New Balance Shohei deal. The Ken Griffey, everybody's coming Griffey's in. Griffey's a great Griffey's one. Griffey's the Griffey's a great one. That's the one. Right after Bo, and he had, he had that thing locked down as well. Still a little super crosstalk. AK is in for John today. Mace, how you feeling, my friend? I am feeling absolutely fine and pumped up for a show, man. Outstanding. Outstanding. So, does Patrick Mahomes become Patrick Mahomes no matter where he goes, or does location matter, like in real estate? 
Transformational, transcendent players, I think, uh, will find a way to shine anywhere. Now, you t- you talk about now Charlotte's a fairly dysfunctional organization and mm-hmm. has been for a long time. I-, I think Kobe Bryant wouldn't have shifted the course of that franchise had he wound up there. And I think Patrick Mahomes would still be a really big star in Chicago right now. You wonder, Andy, if there is, I don't know if there's a Patrick Mahomes rotting away in some organization, but you've seen it before. Kurt Warner was bagging groceries. We've seen really good players not have an opportunity is there a Kurt Warner that never got into the league I mean clearly Tom Brady was not drafted with a whole hell of a lot of belief mm. what was he sixth sixth round, round. Yeah. 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 I mean clearly nobody bought into him you know he was they certainly weren't sold on his draft picture body no no I mean <laughs> no. look at well look at a guy like Brock Purdy last player chosen in mm. the draft uh, look at a guy like Mike Piazza. He was in like the 178th did round. Did it as a favor to Tommy. Yeah, did it as a favor. Otherwise, we might not even know who Mike Piazza is. So I, I believe there are lots of guys out there. Had they given, get, had they gotten the opportunity, well, you know, situation, would be great right situation now. Situation cuts both ways. Because somebody like Kobe obviously would have been great no matter who drafted him. But his opportunity to win as many championships increased dramatically I agree with that. Like, when when he he entered the Lakers as a good they were a good team. Yes. Like they were already good right. when they drafted him. So joining a team with prime Shaquille O'Neal. They got yeah, Shaq that, does that he same summer. Kobe or does he become Dominique Wilkins? I think like it's it's one of those questions, right? I think he's right? somewhere in between. Yeah. Like he's still going to be considered an all-time great because he was that great. And, you know, someone like Damian Lillard may never win a championship. Mm -hmm. Nobody disputes how great Dame is. Like, he's clearly not the problem. You know, they just haven't been able to build around him in a proper way. Yeah, it was just, uh, Andy, you make an interesting point. The idea that, you know, you would have thought uh, that Kobe could have become a magnet to get guys to go to Charlotte, but it is Charlotte. Dame has had really no success in getting big stars to commit to Portland uh, despite his greatness, so who knows? Like, I think Kobe could have found a way to win a championship at some point over 20 years because he was that great, and Mm -hmm. I'm sure if Charlotte or New Jersey, who wanted him, you know, at the time they were New Jersey Nets, weren't good enough, he'd go somewhere else, maybe get a uh, title there, but the opportunity to win three straight, then two straight, those opportunities rarely come up for anybody, Mm. so the odds just don't favor it. Are you guys Girl Scout cookie people? Uh, you know, I've not bought any yet. I'm a huge. Uh, what's the peanut butter one? The uh, Emily. The, what's the, the peanut butter tag- one called? Tagalongs. Tag- tag- oh yeah. my God, those tagalongs are deadly. They are <laughs> deadly. I could see Mace buying a lot. Some Mace, correct me if I'm wrong here. Somebody yes. knocks on your door and they yep. say, uh, "Yeah, it's they got." They're selling Girl From Scout Troop cookies. Troop 692. Yep, exactly. Yep. I don't see you saying, ah, I'm, I'm not interested. Thank you in the closing. <laughs> Sorry. The no, no chance. Knock on uh, that no, door I'm, after 420. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, those tagalongs will go pretty quick That's when their route starts. So <laughs> <laughs> they don't hit the streets until 421. Yeah, exactly right. It's like a line around Mesa's block. <laughs> well, you've seen the the pictures of the girl, the little girl setting up outside the dispensaries, right? Which is No, brilliant. are they really? Oh yeah. Well, I, by I the way, I did not know that. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, that's every, such a great play. Every that's year, so smart. they have their, you know, they got their little wagon with the cookies, and you know, why not? That's the place it's a great that you time know to you're going to get your seven-year-old what a contact <laughs> eye is. I have not, I have not bought any Girl Scout cookies yet this year. If somebody wants to hit me up on Twitter, I'll buy a bunch. I'll make sure your your kid wins their troop. Con- Isn't there like some prize? You get a badge for selling the most, or a sash for selling the most? We all look at Emily. We, we have an expert in the yes. house. Emily. Oh, Emily was the, the champion every year, she said. So sometimes it would be a badge. I think typically it was just like an ice cream party or something. It was like you would get like some like a pizza party. It wasn't like it wasn't as crazy as you want it to be. All right. So we've got the uh, the Girl Scout cookies, Mace. They they knock on your door. You're buying. Are you? We were talking about this earlier. When a kid comes by selling something for his basketball team, Girl Scouts, yes. whatever it might be. Are you a yes every single time? I'm a yes every single so time. So am I. Yeah, I mean, I mean, whatever I got in my wallet, you, <laughs> I, I will, I will buy that much of whatever it is you're selling, uh, because I, you know, when as a kid, it takes a lot for a yes. for a little kid to walk up to a door and knock on it and hope they're going to get a good reaction, and they're nervous. And, what did you have to sell as a kid? Uh, uh, we had to sell uh, Snickers bars yeah. uh, at school to go to 
some some class trip, I think. Um, it, you you see different stuff, but Girl Scout cookies are the primary primary thing that kids sell, isn't it? Well, so yes, but in our neighborhood, like for instance, my son is involved in uh, around the holidays for his baseball team. They sell Christmas trees. Oh, okay. Nice. So they they will sell, and he's he's got his customer list that he's cultivated over his years in high school. So he's got some automatics, but. Not everybody says yes, but the vast majority of people are like, well, I don't want the tree, but here's a donation. You give the tree to somebody else. Very few people say no. Andy, you're looking at me like you might be a no guy. Um, some of it is I have to be responsible for keeping a child from eating too many of these cookies. <laughs> right, right. So I'm not saying no so much for myself as I'm saying it to be the responsible adult in the house. Um, because my sixth grader loves her some sweets, and I have to be the one that makes sure that moderation wins the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, as opposed to being the one that left to his own devices, might enjoy some Thin Mints. Although you Frozen can always say, oh, give them yeah. to the troops, right? That's the big sure. thing, is give them give to the troops. I don't, boy, I'm looking at myself on YouTube right now. It's friggin' weird. What, why? <laughs> normally, I'm not like looking into my computer and looking into my He has my it opened up right camera. now. Yep. I've so, got it opened up right now, so my je- my hand gestures are... Is this Girl Scout cookie related? Because it took like a turn in the middle of your Girl Scout. It did. No, it, uh, well, I, I opened up YouTube, and I'm like, oh, crap, look, I, I'm... Because uh, normally... He's like, this how you set up. See me? <laughs> the is guys that set see? this up do a great job. This is what people see. It looks really good. Um, I can see. Can you see my uh, my dog pictures behind? I, I can. I'm not on the YouTube feed right now. Oh, right so you're not. So yeah, there's my dog pictures. So are you just staring at yourself right now? Are you? Yeah. You know? I, well, you got to just stare into the green light, and and you got to like. Look. You should you should start doing push-ups and be like, oh, I, I had no idea the camera was on. <laughs> <laughs> just jumping jacks, push-ups, and eating your kale smoothie. <laughs> I had no idea. No one else wants to put those thin mints in the freezer. That's Andy. Uh, look- that's a big Ireland thing. Thin mints in They're the freezer awesome is like a way. big thing. Yeah, yeah. I also like the uh, what are the ones with the coconut and the chocolate Samoas. Across- Samoas. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those, those are, are those are amazing. Good. Those are very yeah. Those good. are. Be careful of those. The, are yeah. the the I know we already t- is it the peanut butter patty one the one that we're talking about? Are you talking about the hard peanut butter cookie? So there is the peanut, the chocolate and peanut butter one. That is a tagalong. That's the yeah. Tagalong. And yeah. then there's another one that's like the peanut butter in the middle. Yeah. Cannot remember the name of that one. That's right like now. a nutter butter. It's like a Girl Scout branded yeah. nutter butter. Yeah. Mace, like Emily had the best idea. She would okay. wait for Super Bowl parties. That's when she'd go sell all these. Oh, I, I didn't know really that smart. was. But who's saying no to that? Nobody is saying no. She well, probably has drunk at a Super Bowl party. She probably has like a um, a, a full uh, like a truck full of cookies in the back. <laughs> right. She's got right. a clientele there. She's we treat it like a real business. That's a good no, deal. that's a smart play. That's she made smart... sixty grand that year. She was eight. <laughs> do you do you guys go to Super Bowl party? Like I haven't even been invited to a Super Bowl party in a while. Um, I typically. Or are we supposed to call it a big game party? Yeah, well, I think we're okay garbage. as long as it's not endorsing a product. I believe yeah. is how that works out. Presented um, by. I, I I like a Super Bowl party. I, I do. I, I I there's a couple that I've gone to regularly over the years. I enjoy them a great deal. I don't have to be alone. I like the social. I like the food. I, the, the game. You're you're going to see the game easily enough. But I love that absolute unbelievable spread of a little bit of everything all day long. I haven't been to one in a while. I was going to say. I feel like it's kind of. Is it just? Did it lose a little steam? Well, Super, COVID. I think COVID. But shut even down pre-COVID, was it was it Going like we, crazy? we went every year. Mm. If I wasn't working because the Rams were in it, I was absolutely going to one every single. Are you a party guy, Mace? Yeah, I I would love to. Yeah, I I like going to a party. Um, and I you know normally we we would throw parties on a pretty regular basis over here. I think Sleo, I remember you like tripping down the steps one night. With, oh yeah, uh, no, I ended up in Chris Morales. Hundred percent. Ended up at the neighbor's house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so I like to throw a good party. We haven't thrown one since uh, since COVID. But Super Bowl party, I, it's funny. I was talking to uh, the guy that directed uh, 80 for Brady, which is coming out on Friday. Okay. And it all is a retelling of that. Is it 2017 where it was 28 to 3? Yes. And they came all the way back. Uh, and it's all about that particular Super Bowl. And I just remember that one really clearly because I was a, at a great big Super Bowl party at Michelle Beadle's house and mm. watching the game with Keyshawn Johnson. And we were all so happy 
that the Patriots were getting trounced in that game. And I remember Allie McKay, who used to work at K-Rock, was there. She's a huge uh, Patriots fan. And we were just, you know, laughing at it and thought it was so great to see Brady lose. Uh, and then we watched that lead drip away in the second half. And, <laughs> and it got actually, very quiet. <laughs> we actually went so far as to Beetle had a Tom Brady pinata that we ended up it breaking for the candy afterwards, but it was not with the celebratory tone that we were hoping for. <laughs> it was more personal. Yeah, it was more personal. By the way, 80 for Brady, really fun movie. Well, I, Okay, I'm glad you said that. You said you did speak to the director or you're going to? Yeah, no, in fact, uh, the podcast came out today. A guy named Kyle Marvin, who's also an actor, directed that movie, and he's directing, of course, uh, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Rita Moreno, Sally and Field. Sally Field, yeah. and then... In the movie, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Julian Edelman, and Danny Amendola. Have you seen it, Mace? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it last week. It's really, really fun. Okay, and I, I, this is asked with absolutely no agenda whatsoever. Okay. Who's that movie for? Is it is it for old ladies? Is it for football fans? Is it for everybody? Like the demographic for that movie, I'm struggling to put my finger on who that That's movie's fair. for. Yeah. That is a good question. Who is the Democrat? Well, like Ireland said, I'm going to take my mom to see that movie. Okay, so older ladies. Older ladies, yeah. Uh, if you're a Patriots fan, I would imagine it holds some appeal because it's all about that particular game. Um, I hate Tom Brady and hate the <laughs> Patriots, and the movie still completely worked for me. So, I, yeah, but it's a good question. I see the commercials during NFL games, but I wonder if the average NFL fan – is going to go. They're see promoting it like crazy. I, no, I think promo- it's nonstop. I'm guessing the hope is that it's just enough sports for the sports fan, or it seems that way, if nothing else. Yes. But you're reaching a different demographic, the the older women, and you know older men as well, because they grew up loving these stars as well, oh. and thinking you can maybe pull them in. What I, what I actually think is going to be difficult with that is it's my understanding, and Mace, you probably know this as somebody you used to own theaters and I know keeps up with the business. Yep. It's been harder to get older people into theaters mm, now. Because of it? Regardless, yes. Mm, yeah. Yeah, because and, and older people don't like to go into the theater because you're sitting in a dark room with everybody breathing and all that stuff. I mean, I, I don't have any hesitation, but like, and my mom and not stepdad Leo will go to the movies too. So, but, but you're right, Andy, it is those movies that skew more towards adults and less towards yes. Marvel that are the ones that have had a hard time since the pandemic. Be- so it'll be, it's an interesting experiment. I mean, I, I think they've promoted it so much that there's going to be business in it. I don't know how much, but I think it'll, I think it'll be a modest hit. That, that's what I mean. Like, for instance, like you said, it's been promoted like crazy. Like crazy. The mm-hmm. trailer came out a few months ago. Remember we talked about it. This was probably back in the summer, Al, when we saw the, the trailer for it. I'm like, yeah, that looks cute, and, and I get it. But, for instance, my dad is roughly the age of those women okay. and a huge sports fan. He's not going to go see that movie. It couldn't be, though, no. that but, expensive of a movie, though. No, but my mother is roughly the same age and is a big sports fan. My mom's not going to see that. I, I'm just struggling to put my finger on who the movie's Yeah, for. but do they normally go to movies? Yes, they do. Oh, your mom and uh, I mean, they, they're not they're not movies? a movie a week, but they go to the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you know I think there's I think there's business in that movie. Okay, we'll know whether or not this movie's going to work if my mom doesn't go because she sees everything, everything. everything. Okay, like good for ev- her. Oh yeah, she sees everything, and she is of that age demographic, and I guarantee she is a fan of all four actresses. Will you go, Andy? No. Will you go, Slee? I will not. Yeah, Mason's already seen it. So I've Mason, already seen it. Yeah. Now, if you said Babylon again for three hours, I'll go <laughs> hey, see that movie don't, twice. Don't take shots at Babylon. No, no, That's no. It's just movie. long. It was good. I thought it was good. Just a little long. Would I, Mason? You, you know, we've known each other a long time. Yes. Would I like eighty for Brady? Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm going to say it's not for you, Travis. <laughs> I think that's probably right. I'm going to say it's not for you. <laughs> no, not Unless you got a crush on Jane Fonda. Uh, no, I, one of them had kind of my attention for a while. Rita Moreno. Sally Field was... Sally Field. Well, smoky. Rita Moreno was... Um, oh, Rita Moreno beautiful. still looks yeah. incredible. Yeah, still looks so does Sally Field. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah. Smokey and the Bandit, when I was, you know... Oh, like, I mean, yeah. Sally Field, Smokey and the Bandit, let's yeah. go.
Those just, movies were such a big deal. Oh, hell. Remember? And Jackie Gleason played... Yeah. The Sheriff. Uh, the Sheriff. Buford T. Justice. Exactly. Oh, those are such good movies. Those are such good movies from the day. Tell me you did not want a black Trans Am with a Firebird on the hood. Tell me hell that yes, that, I did. And a cowboy hat with the feathers on it. Yes. Burt Reynolds must have raised the Trans Am industry like 1,000%. Like the sales of Trans Am must T-top. have gone the, yes. T-top Trans Am. Is there another kind? Yeah, I'm Probably I'm being not. Serious. Is there Maybe another not. kind? Maybe not. I, every time you'd see one in the parking lot, like, I wonder if Burt Reynolds and Sally Fields are making a pit so, stop. So you know, it's funny. Burt Reynolds had terrible taste in movies. Like he now, now, oh. granted, <laughs> granted, he did uh, Smokey and the Bandit, which is great. Boogie great Nights. Series. He uh, hated Boogie Nights. He I know hated he did. Boogie Nights. I know. Oh, really? Great movie though. Yes. He turned down Superman, which uh, went to Christopher Reeve. Uh, he turned down. There's one terms more of endearment. I'm pretty sure he, he turned, turned down terms the Nicholson of endearment, role. and wow. Nicholson took the role. Yeah, I mean, he had a famously bad taste in movies. Couldn't identify a good script, uh, but was was very very cool in his day. Whatever happened to Smokey the Bandit, Cannonball Run, like these these movies where it's just let's just drive. Reynolds, past. Reynolds spent an entire <laughs> decade just driving. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Cannonball was Run was point. another one. Yes. Yeah, Cannonball Run was awesome. Oh, I think I there was a the, the opening of the longest yard. It's him leading him on a police chase. Yeah, right, right. In in like a Trans Am type car. I mean, let's bring him. Uh, Bert, we can't do it with Bert. We have to find who's the modern day Bert Reynolds. Who's the modern guy? day Bert Reynolds? Yeah, Ooh. is it like Channing Tatum? Ah, uh, who's hmm. the modern day? That's actually a you good know who it could be actually Austin Butler. Okay, he's you a think so? he's got a lot of cool. Okay, he's only done one movie that I know he's of. Got, well, he'd been. You know what? I didn't realize till I just watched Elvis and I was looking up his uh, IMDb. He was Tex Watson, Tex Watson in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, oh I didn't really? realize. That. I didn't realize it either. I actually saw um, that. Silly. Well, here's a here's oh, the thing did? about thing about him. Did you read all this stuff about how he can't stop talking like Elvis? Um, I didn't need to read about it. I saw him at the Golden Globes right. talking like he was raised in Memphis when he grew so, up in Orange County. So his voice coach <laughs> came out and said that he was so immersed in the character that he can't stop talking like I think that happened oh to Jeff gosh. Bridges with the dude in Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> he has sounded like the dude for like 30 years now. Well, I've seen him at a grocery store drinking milk just right out of the... <laughs> Madonna spoke with a British accent yeah. for a period of time. Yes. It's not unprecedented. No, no. I got to get home to see what uh, streaming service Smoking the Bandits on. I got my afternoon covered. Mason in Ireland coming up next. And Super Crosstalk is powered by In-N-Out Burger. That's what a hamburger is all about. We'll see you tomorrow.